the moment where you know things shifted for me was I went through a breakup where I was totally in love with this woman. Thought I was gonna even maybe marry her. Like I was so all about her. I thought it was mutual. Me and her were in love. And uh, one day, just like that, she she broke up with me in one conversation. No warning. No nothing. No explanation. No talk about it. One phone call, and that's the last time I ever talked to her ever again. I started abusing a lot of substances. I started drinking a lot of alcohol, and I went in a in a really negative direction. Nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that I give it. And, and the fact that you know I I get to choose what things mean. I get to choose how to use my emotions, and uh, they're my counselors and not my jailers. And little by little, I started to reverse that in my mind. And um, once I did it in my mind, I started applying it in my life. And just one thing after another started to to, to work out. And so we are where we are today. You are now tuned in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mind the Body podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan. And in today's episode, I have Omar the Rockstar, Helatar. So, Omar is uh, the host of the podcast, The Passionate Few. Yes, this is an amazing name for a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, we had an amazing conversation from business entrepreneurship, uh, life. So, I really think that you're going to find uh, this conversation really helpful for you because uh, it covers many, many stuff from uh, the business side to the personal development stuff. And uh, we share a lot of stuff in common because most uh, uh, the two of us are uh, really uh, got inspired from uh, Tony Robbins' work. So, I think you will find this, I think it's one of my uh, best interviews uh, so far because I really felt uh, genuine with, with this guy and it was really like a real talk and I felt it's really flowing, I, I was not too much in my head, I didn't think too much of what am I going to say, what question I'm going to ask him, so it was really really great conversation and uh, I really believe that you will find uh, this can really be something useful for you and your life. So really pay attention to the stuff that we are talking about and not just be a passive listener. So remember, the biggest thing that you are going to do to yourself when you listen to any podcast is get yourself in a good state, okay? Don't just be like when you're in traffic and you're in a lousy state and you're like, oh, fuck it, I'm in traffic right now and let's put this uh, Jewish guy. No, put yourself in a really, really courageous state, really good state and really pay attention to the stuff that I'm sharing with you because once you're in a better state, what's going to happen? You're going to actually memorize stuff much more better and actually act upon it. So put yourself in a really good state and without further ado, let's begin the interview. First of all, welcome Omar El Atal to the Mind Body Podcast. Uh, it's really yeah. honored to have you here and I'm always thrilled to have uh, other podcasters in my podcast, so I think it's going to be awesome. Yes, yes, thank you for having me. Honored to connect with my fellow podcasters always. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, for people that uh, don't really know who you are, would you mind introduce yourself like in a short brief? Absolutely, yeah. So like you said, my name is Omar Elatar. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and also the creator of the Passionate Few podcast. It's basically a podcast where I've interviewed people who've gone from zero to hero in their life and their business. Uh, people like, uh, you know, Tom Bilyeu, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, uh, Bedros Koulian, a lot of the AA players in business and, so, and social media and personal development. And uh, basically, I started out my journey and had a video production company making different videos for people. And I started getting higher and higher caliber clientele and saw these amazing stories. So once I started seeing them, I started wanting to capture them. So I started capturing them on YouTube and on the podcast. And, you know, it just, it went from six-figure earners to multimillionaires to now billion-dollar company founders. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. So I just inspire the world by interviewing some of the most amazing people. That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, I know you had the, the Rockstar Radio Show as well? Uh, the Rock, not yet. No, we're working on it. Ah, so but, it's, it's uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Not yet, not yet, but it will happen, but not yet. Ah, awesome, man. So how long have you been doing your podcast? I've been doing my podcast since the end of 2016, so almost two years, give or take, almost two years, yeah. That's awesome, and you really got into big names, uh, so like Grant Cardone, <laughs> Ed Milet, it's, it's hard to get those people, I, like I know, because I tried to reach to Grant for a year, <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. really amazing to see your persistence and... Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about walking smart because uh, in today's world, if you're not walking smart and you are uh, letting your emotions control you, then you will lose every single day. So, That's right. what do you think uh, is uh, something that uh, uh, got you to really walk smarter and actually attracting like people? And uh, because you can walk really hard for ten years, a decade, two decades, but if you're just walking out, then you will not see anything. Right. That's a great question. Um, so it started actually from a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. Usually, you know, there's a, a rock bottom or a tough time. And then from that, you, you change your life and go, man, I'm going to change my life. Um, and so that moment for me was when my, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. And I was devastated. And it was at that moment in time I was working at Tesla, the car company, as a sales rep representative. And just wanting more for my life, wanting to do something more fulfilling, more exciting, and kind of like a lot of people out there, wanting more but not knowing how to do it, what to do, where do I go, how do I learn, I don't have that much money, right? Like trying to figure out what to do. And the moment where, you know, things shifted for me was I went through a breakup where I was totally in love with this woman, thought I was going to even maybe marry her, like I was so all about her, I thought it was mutual, me and her were in love. And uh, one day, just like that, she, she broke up with me in one conversation. No warning, no nothing, no explanation, no talk about it. One phone call, and that's the last time I ever talked to her ever again. And you didn't uh, and see it coming. Was fine before that. You didn't see it yeah. coming? Uh -huh. Nope. So what happened just from that moment? Like, like that. Yeah, you know, when I look back at, at the time, I, because it was so sudden, I didn't know what to think. I thought, oh my God, there must be somebody else. There's no way anybody could do this. How could her emotions be so just one, hot one day and cold another day? And I was so frustrated and already depressed in myself. So when that happened on top of things, uh, it moved me to a really, really dark place. And uh, this was about two years ago. And I started abusing a lot of substances. I started drinking a lot of alcohol. And I went in a, in a really negative direction. 
um, until I found Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and once I discovered Tony, I began to understand the world of personal development and hearing concepts like, you know, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that I give it. And, and the fact that, you know, I, I get to choose what things mean. I get to choose how to use my emotions and uh, they're my counselors and not my jailers. And little by little, I started to reverse that in my mind. And um, once I did it in my mind, I started applying it in my life. And just one thing after another started to, to, to work out until we are where we are today. Yeah, I love it because uh, me as well have been impacted by Tony Robbins. I've been in his state with destiny. I read all his books, yes. all his materials. And yes. I live by yes. this quote as well. Like nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning I give it. I always like yes. try to memorize it to myself. And uh, in my YouTube channel that uh, I talk uh, to my audience, because I really believe it's, it's very powerful, right? Because if you look at every situation that happens in your life and you just like oh, get outside of your head for a second and you actually, okay, right. what is the meaning I'm giving to this experience or this situation? Then we can always shift the meaning, right? Right, exactly. And, and I had a choice in that moment, just like you might have or somebody listening to this right now might have in their own life, in their own breakup or their job or their frustration, right? You get to control if the breakup means, oh shit, I'm not a good person, or oh man, she doesn't love me, or oh man, she's cheating on me, or oh man, he's better, right? You get to control the dialogue in your mind, which is going to affect your mood. I could use that negative dialogue, or I could change the dialogue and say, what's good about this situation? What's the blessing here? What's the opportunity here? How could I, if I wanted to see it positively, how is this an amazing opportunity? Um, you know, like, what's, what's a blessing from this? What's one thing that I'm grateful for about this situation? And even though it sounds crazy, you know, you, 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 your brain, you ask it a question, it will give you an answer. And so instead of saying, why is this not working? Why did this happen? Is she with somebody else? I started changing the questions. I had the same emotions inside of me, but the new questions that I began to replace the negative ones with were things like, um, you know, what could I do right now? How could I prove her wrong? How could I go out there and find somebody even better than her? Um, how could I reinvent my body? How could I reinvent my business? How could I use this message to help other people going through breakups and little by little you know you ask your brain a question and it will give you an answer so um i, I feel like it's totally true and, and it all starts up here it yeah. all starts with the dialogue yeah and also the the state that you're in right because uh, tony robbins talked about it so much because you can ask so many questions like what's good about it and then you said fuck it nothing is good about it and because <laughs> right, it's all, exactly. all, all about yeah. the state that you're in right so you gotta right. put yourself in the right state and i see like for myself as well sometimes i get caught up and like you like uh, procrastinated for example and when you procrastinated you beat yourself up, right? Like, oh my God, I yeah. spent so many hours and I was not productive and fuck that. And then it's, you, you tell all of those stuff to yourself. So I believe this little stuff can really impact us big, but it's like a muscle. You gotta train it, right? Right, and, and, it's, and it's, it works conversely like a muscle too, in that a muscle, you can either build it, and if you don't use it, it will atrophy, it will diminish. But even if you have it, even if you build the muscle, Unless you keep using it, it will decrease, it will decline. Mm-hmm. So it's an ongoing, consistent thing. I, I absolutely agree with that. And, and if you ask anybody who's successful, they all have had many shitty times, like me or you or somebody listening to this right now. The difference is what they did when it happened. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. Also, like I remember I, I spoke with Ed Milet uh, about seven months ago. And he told me, like, uh, about we talked about confidence. And he said, like, confidence comes from... Uh, 
uh, like saying stuff to yourself and actually doing them. And the more you do the stuff you tell to yourself, you build up your confidence. So I really think right. that uh, all the meaning we give to stuff that are not good, it's related to how much confident we are with ourselves. And when you're not really confident, let's take you, for example, two years back, were you really confident about yourself? No. No. So, so that's no. led to uh, uh, like really lousy meaning to everything that's happening. Even if it's good, yeah. you will always find something bad. That's a great point. I absolutely agree. You're absolutely right. So um, right now, do you feel that you're actually happy with your life? Oh man, I, I'm fulfilled beyond belief. Uh, I cannot believe. You know, it's funny. I, I tell my team all the time is. I can't believe it. Part of my morning ritual when I wake up every day, I'm very fortunate that we get fan mail every day, whether it be emails or DMs or actually physical products that people send to us. Here's a cup someone sent to me that I've never met who's a fan of the show. Nice. It's a passionate few mug. I mean, uh, so, so many kind people and words around the world. So uh, uh, while financially and in business uh, and socially, that's been phenomenal. The, the greatest sense of fulfillment, honestly, and I, I know it sounds cheesy and everybody says it and, and all that, but I got to tell you, if you can figure out how to do that and serve others, uh, it, it, is, it is very hard to not be happy when you can make so many other people happy doing what makes you happy. You know, it, it's, uh, it, I feel sometimes, I love to do what I do so much. It feels like I'm drinking water and people are like, oh my God, thank you for drinking water. That was so amazing. You know, it just feels like such a part of me to tell these stories and the fact that they can impact so many people from all over the world and connect people like me and you, uh, it's just so fulfilling. It's so much more fulfilling than any kind of uh, material possession or, or anything like that. So, so yeah, fulfilled is, is, is definitely an experience that, that, that I'm feeling these days. So, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome, uh, man. But, I really love but, to see but, that. But that doesn't mean that you know you, we're still not hungry for more and more. You know, it's it's the balance of the two. But but yes, very fulfilled. Yeah, just like Grant Cardone said, like uh, don't get too much comfortable, right? So you always want right. to be a little bit uncomfortable because that's a human tendency to always seek for comfort. And when we are there, we just like want to stay there. So uh, raising our standard by surrounding ourselves with uh, empowering people, people that doing better, so we can always feel that sense of I I can do more, right? That's right. That's right. And, and, and to speak true to your point, um, I would say that there was, there was a, a point where I thought I was doing well financially. And then, I, you know, I go out and I'm, I'm with people doing a surplus of 10 to 20, 30 million dollars uh, regularly. And I got to tell you, no matter how much money I was making compared to everybody else, I felt this big compared to them. And so, you know, you do that enough. You, um, your, your standard changes for what normal, what you expect of yourself, what your friends expect of you. Know, Tony Robbins has another beautiful expression. He says that your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of your peer group. Mm -hmm. Again, that your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of your peer group. And so to avoid the, the comfort, or I would, I, would, I would argue that most people who feel comfortable, it's probably because they're hanging out with other people who are cooling them down instead of lifting them up. Mm -hmm. So I 100% agree with you about the importance of that. I think it's good and bad because the bad sense of it, it's because uh, once you always like feel uh, like you're comparing yourself to others, you always have the tendency to suffer inside. So you're like, ah, oh, but yeah. this guy is doing more. For example, I had, uh, you know, Bradley, his grand cardon. Uh, of course. Friend. So I interviewed, 
yeah, I interviewed yeah. him a couple months ago. Okay, so okay. he said that uh, in his point of view, he, he sees himself as a failure because he's not a billionaire. He's just making, you know, a couple hundred, I don't know how much money so he's making. But then you have a guy that I interviewed that he's just 18 years old and when he was four, 95% uh, of his body was burned. Okay, so we've wow. been through horror. Okay, he, he grew up, kids throwing rocks at him and he's happy. Okay, so like this is all new. Like, so I think it's it's all a matter of like shifting your head and stop comparing yourself to other people and deciding that uh, life is too short to suffer. Just like Tony said, right? So it's like being able to understand the thoughts, the the feelings, all these uh, sensation, all these emotions that we are t tend to have every single day. Because if you all we do is always comparing, 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 then even if you're gonna become a billionaire, you will still compare yourself. So that suffering right. is a habit, I think. Right. And, and also, I would add to that that uh, I myself have, have interviewed crazy people of wealth beyond I could even, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even see all the commas on one paper. And, and it, it's interesting because, and I'm sure you can relate in interviewing people, you meet so many people, you know, this guy's successful in business, this guy's successful in the fitness space, and this one in sales, or, you know, all these different areas. And yet they might have similar ideas, but a lot of times they're very different, right? Some might be, like you said, feel like a failure because that motivates them. Others might be driven by impact or maybe like the individual who was burned, it might be internally fulfilled and focused on being happy on the inside and not so much affected by the outside. And, and, and this is really interesting. I'm glad it got brought up. One thing I found in my life, um, and perhaps I, I side more with Tony on this, is that the, the money element you feel the money way less than you feel the emotions. And so for me, I'm sure you know Tony's expression that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it, I've had a unique ticket to be able to get the nitpick. I like this idea from Grant, but maybe I look at this a little bit differently, or I love this idea from Ed Milet, but I look at this a little bit differently. And I know you can relate, and as an audience listening, you, you also have the power to say, oh, I like this, you know, I want to tweak this. But what I found is, aside from making it the way you want it, right, everybody's different, i got to tell you that no amount of money can ever replace the, the whole inside of you if you're not fulfilled. If there's not that sense of emotional, internal power that just feels happy, that feels a sense of joy, maybe not all the time, but a dominant portion of the time, without that, uh, you could be wealthy beyond belief and you'll never feel it. I think you'll never feel it. You're right. I also think it's like uh, once you always see progression in the areas that's really important to you like your body like your finance because if there is areas that's really we suck at like no matter how much you know we're in contention so priming or all the stuff that uh, we can do it will never because the problem will just grow on us so Correct. let's talk for example about uh, money okay because i know for myself and many people have this uh, psychological shift we we need to shift about money we think we're not enough we have limiting beliefs right. and uh, we compare ourselves for example to our family so we don't want to get too good so we won't feel that uh, right. they are behind you know so uh, right. was, what right. was it for you that got you to actually raise up your standard financially and uh, not just be okay or average or doing the same as most people yeah. do? Great question. Yeah, so I had a lot of limited beliefs about money, a lot. And um, similar to what you're saying, right? Like I grew up thinking that, you know, in the U.S., 
six figures, a hundred thousand a year. I grew up thinking a hundred thousand a year. Oh my goodness. That's unbelievable. Oh my God. I don't even know how I would spend it. Right. Uh, and then I got around people who were making that, you know, a month <laughs> and then a week, uh, and then in a weekend. Um, and then I met people who were making it passively from investments, uh, that were in their twenties and thirties and forties. And, and, um, once I got around it, my, my entire perception of what money was completely shifted, completely shifted. That, I would say that's number one. Get around people who play the game of money at a higher level. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the guy in a suit, in a building, in the city, right? I'm sure that within a five to ten mile radius of most places around the world, not everywhere, um, but most places within five to ten miles, there's somebody from their laptop or from their home or from somewhere that is accessible to you that you can pick their mind. You can interview them. You can pick their mind for lunch. You can ask them if you can just drop in on a meeting that will open your mind to new ideas and show you like, hey, isn't this crazy? I never thought I could make this. And once you get around people who they too had limited beliefs and they got past it, that energy becomes contagious. You know, you start thinking, oh, he's just like me. He doesn't know, he doesn't know what shirt to wear. He got lost in the GPS. Uh, he's not sure what logo to pick. Um, you know, he, uh, he's tired. He, you know, he has ADD. He gets distracted easy. But why is he making this much money and I'm making this much money and yet we're both just as imperfect as each other? Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Right? We're so, we're both imperfect. Right, Grant Cardone doesn't have any skin matter that me or you don't have. He doesn't have any brain matter that me or you don't have. The difference is how we use it. And so for me, the, the, the psychological shift for money uh, really came from that, is getting around people who, who are playing the game of life at a higher level, and they, they, it just elevates your sense of normal, right? Yeah. That's, that's one thing I found is that with money, what I used to think was a big scary dream is now like normal. Like that's, that's more, that's the bare minimum. And so I found number one, when you surround yourself with people like that, it elevates your standards. Uh, and number two, when it comes to limited beliefs and uh, are you familiar with Bedros Koulian? Yeah, I interviewed him too. Oh, excellent. You've got them all, all the good ones. <laughs> uh, so with Bedros, we had a two hour one-on-one, -on -one, uh, mastermind session yesterday. And I was asking him cause now he, his companies are doing an excess of 30 million a year with a, a total valuation of about 250 million the Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, and so he was telling me that when he was broke and he was aiming to hit a million or a million aiming to hit 10 or 10 aiming to hit 20 and so on and so forth, that I asked him, I said, I said, how much, how much of it was like as hard as you thought it would be? Like, cause from the outside, right? It looks like, oh my God, 10, 20 million. What do I, whoa, so many people. How do I start, right? It looks like this big, scary thing. So I asked him, I said, when you're in it and you're doing it, does it feel kind of like easy, like easy in the sense that the steps are easy and it's just mindset? He said a hundred percent. He said most of it is you just have to prove to yourself that it's possible, but it's easy. If your beliefs are there, it's just a matter of effort over a sustained period of time. Yeah. And so that was really powerful because essentially you have to earn your beliefs. And if you've never earned it and your family has never earned this amount of money and none of your friends have earned this amount of money, then of course you're not going to feel like you can do it. I mean, yeah. Take the, take the parallel, for example, if I told you, uh, hey, uh, the, the light in your room, can you flip the switch? But say you've never flipped the switch before. You've never seen anybody flip the switch. There are millions of people Googling, how do I flip the switch? There's books on how to flip the switch. You watch YouTube videos, tutorials, you buy courses. 
it makes the switch this big, oh my God, I have to figure, I can't, I'm not ready to flip. When in reality, all you have to do is walk up to it and flip the switch, mm-hmm. right? One is the same way, is that we, we complicate it because we don't have it and nobody around us has it. And so we start thinking that it's as complicated as we've made it out to be in our head. When in reality, the customer is waiting to pay you if you just ask how much do you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's what I found about money is number one, um, proximity to people can't have it at the level you want to. Uh, and number two, you've got to earn your way out of your limited beliefs, prove to yourself it's possible, and after a while you start to expect it, and that becomes your new sense of normal. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's what helps. It's, it's very true, and I think in today's digital era, it's much more easier to, to get to those people. Like in the past, you will have to, like you, you're flying there, and you're still like actually meeting them face-to-face, which is really amazing. But in today's world, people, all they need is actually their iPhone. Like most people are like, how do you get all these, uh, these interviews? I just DM them on Instagram. What's that, the problem? <laughs> so it's not that hard to, to get those people's right. attentions. And I think it's about being like showing that you do work, right? Like for example, if I right. would come to you and, and I would do like maybe one podcast, you probably like say, okay, let's talk in a few months or a year or something like that. But if I'm actually doing and I interview more than like 50, 60 people and like you see that I'm working, you will actually want to be a part of what I'm doing, right? So I right. think it's like uh, actually taking full responsibility and uh, do, not expecting to people to come help you because nobody is going to help anybody unless he starts helping himself. Right. It's true, and, and it's contagious, because, and here's the thing, and that you'll love this. Uh, one thing I've found in being in person with a lot of these people, and I've never told anybody this, I don't think in any interviews, but when I interviewed Tom Billiou about a year and a half ago, I was totally broke, totally broke. So imagine I'm here in the, in the house of a billion-dollar company founder. I have no money to my name. All my accounts are negative. And I'm sitting here posed and composed and asking him questions about how to build wealth. And now, you know, I think 50 or 60,000 people have watched it, been inspired themselves. I've built a great relationship with Tom since then. But to think that I was totally, like, totally broke, and I managed to, like you said, DM him and, and put in the work, you'll find that most successful people don't care how much money you have. They barely notice how much money they have. They're so busy working. And so working is the ultimate contagious currency. And it's true. In people who want to invest in you, people who want to be on your show, uh, you know, maybe in, in a relationship, you know, a, a woman and a man, it, you're going to be respected a lot more if she sees you putting in work in your body or your business or even the relationship. You're, you know, bettering yourself, assuming you have the right, you know, significant other. Um, but it's true. It, it's, hard work is contagious no matter the results that you're currently producing. So. Uh, I think for anybody out there listening that wants to either start their own show or attract a solid network, it is absolutely important to put in work anywhere and just put in work towards something, bump into the walls, figure it out, and you will attract the right people if you just do it longer. Yeah, that's that's very good. Like for uh, like before we started this interview, I, I just posted a, a snap on the Instagram and I said about if you feel overwhelmed and you feel fearful, just walk because when you are in a workflow, then uh, it will eliminate your fear because once you have too much doubt and you get into overwhelmed state, you will not do anything and those negative thoughts will start to go. And like, oh my God, what will I do? What will happen? Da, da, da. So you, you, you <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah. be in a, a workflow because I see myself, when I'm in a workflow, I'm like, 
I can become a beast. I can walk like until like uh, really late at night, and uh, it gets me like much more confident. And I I see it in right. in my shows as well. But when I'm not productive, then like oh gee. <laughs> so uh, I think it's really yeah. getting into that walk mode. Even if you're not even understand what you're doing, just do it, and you will become better. Exactly, and and not only that, I think in in most of my interviews, I always make it a point to. You know, asking the questions from the perspective of somebody who's lost in life and has no clue what they're doing, right? And I found that a lot of times before I started interviewing people, and you might agree with me, is that we assume that they have it all figured out, right? They know what they're doing. It's clear in their mind. Most of the time, at every income level, at, at six figures, seven figures, eight figures, most of the time, people have no freaking idea what they're doing. They're just... They're doing their best to get better at it, right? They're winging at it. I was with the CEO of Kaiz.com. We have an interview with him, but uh, probably by the time this is released, we'll be, we'll be out. The CEO of Kaiz.com, literally Kaiz.com, doing. Uh, they told me not to mention it, but eight figures, multiple eight figures in the tens of millions of dollars uh, in revenue. And I asked him. I said, "Are you ever like?" Are you ever like sitting to yourself like you run this multi-million-dollar Kaiz.com? Colossal. And do you ever ask yourself, like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, how did, like, how did I end up here? Like, like, and he goes, he goes, all the time. He goes, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and he goes, trust me, I know other CEOs at every level. They have no idea what they're doing. Not that they're negligent or not trying to, to you know, get better at their craft, but you have to walk into it having no clue what you're doing and you figure it out from there. It's like walking, right? It's like nobody knows how to walk before they start. You crawl, you stand, you fall, you lean. You, but, you know, little by little, you stand for a little bit, and then you take a step, and then another step, and then another, pretty soon you're running. You know, pretty soon you're, 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 in, you're an Olympian. You're on track. Now you win medals when you used to crawl. So uh, that's a common denominator of anybody. It's like if you want to put in work, don't wait for you to understand it. Just go bump into the walls, and you'll figure it out, and that will build the muscle for you uh, to, to, to get to where you want to go. I think it's not that uh, of a hard, we, we make it so hard in our head. And uh, Tony Robbins, I, I remember I, I heard him in a video and he talked about uh, how we're so attached to problems and stuff. And we, he said, it's really good. When you are born, right, so you, right. you can't walk. So you basically, you, you try to stand up, you walk and you fall. And then what happens? You start to cry. So when you cry, what's, go what's happening? Your mom comes and she's like, oh, what's happened, baby? Don't worry. And she gives you a hug and she kisses you. And once this happens again and again, your brain says, ah, I figure out how life works. So in order for me to get love, I need to cry. I need to have problems, right? So this is why yeah. most of us are, wow. this is what we're doing. What are we doing? So we try to seek our dreams, but we think, ah, but I want these loves, attentions from others. Then what I need to do, I need to create problems. Because if I don't have financial problems, if I don't have these problems, then I can't achieve this, right? Then I can't get love. Yeah. I can't get love. And, and, and by the way, it's much easier to get love by worrying than it is to get love by working. Uh -huh. Right? Because as me and you know, we can work for hours, days, months, and nobody cares. Maybe we don't make any money, but we love it, right? No credit. But if you cry and you have problems, oh, what's wrong? It's okay. Let's talk about it. And so you're absolutely right, and, and I would I would argue I've never heard it put that well. So thank you for sharing that with me. Um, the the other thing I would say is that that's most people. In my honest opinion, I think that's to some degree most people. Most people have that victim mindset where think about the dinner table. Yeah, you know, I've always found this fascinating. 
when people are at dinner, have you ever noticed that they never say, man, today was awesome? How awesome was your day? What did you learn today? Well, right? Most of the time, no, right? Most of the time is, what did you do today? Nah, I was stuck in traffic, and then this shit happened, and I still got to do this. I didn't get to do that. Did you do it? Right? That's most of us, right? Most of us, when we sit down, and, and we're all guilty. Me and you are guilty, too. You know, you sit down. Like, say, after this interview, or maybe there's a moment of pause, you might sit down and, and, and relax. And when you're sitting down, you're not going to be thinking, man, that was a great interview. Man, you know, maybe you'll be thinking that. <laughs> But you're not, you're not going to necessarily be thinking like, man, this, this morning was really great. Man, lunch was really awesome. That workout was re- really good. I'm so proud of myself. Right? We don't have that. What are we thinking most of the time? Mm-hmm. Shit, I got to do this. Oh, man, I got to do that. Oh, what time is it? Oh, I got to do this. Oh, man, I'm running late. Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, let me move this shit. Right? And so since we're never proactive, we've just built these, these patterns. And unfortunately, our emotions are the consequence of it. Yeah, yeah. So this is why it's important, just like what you said that you're doing right now, like this meditation, that's... Like giving the time for yourself, I think it's really important because when you are an entrepreneur and you try to build your own business and dreams and you have that big vision for your life, <laughs> then uh, you you get like, you you know, you're, you're like, okay, you start, you you act and you like, sometimes you, you don't see your family or you don't talk with them and like stuff like, you know, comes like that. So right. you, it gets you overwhelmed sometimes, but... I really believe that in order to win, I think we, we got to ask ourselves as entrepreneurs, am I really uh, enjoying this? Because if you're not enjoying along the way, then basically you are going to be screwed most of the time, right? Because we got to enjoy right. it. Right. And, and like Tony Robbins says, you know, if you're doing something for money, what is that? You know, you're, you're whoring yourself out. You know, it's, it's not pretty. A lot of people don't like that, that metaphor. Uh, but the reality is if you're doing something, even if there's going to be complexity, right? Like, so for example, the one thing I always say, right? I get a lot of, I get a lot of love, but I also get critics and I always welcome it is people say, you know, should you pursue your passion? You know, is that the only way to make money? And, and what I always tell people is that it's not the passion is not, is not a thing, right? So, uh, if, if you know, passion is not a thing, passion is an emotion. You feel towards things. And so you could be passionate running a cement factory. You could be passionate actually engaging in something. But if you're only doing something for the money, you're going to sacrifice somewhere. If not in the business, in your mood. If not in your you know, mood at work, then maybe you're going to be so drained of energy by the time you come home to your kids or your wife yeah. or with yourself. You're not going to have the energy to go to the gym, right? It's like dominoes. I heard this expression. It says like every day, you know, think of your actions as dominoes. And so if I do this, what set of dominoes does it knock down? Does it knock down the happy dominoes or does it knock down the worried dominoes, the sad dominoes, right? What is the ripple effect of what I'm doing? And let's face it, we spend more time working than anything else in life, most of us. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to spend it doing something that doesn't fulfill you, that doesn't juice you up, you and your loved ones are going to pay the price for that at some level. It's not pretty, but it's true. Yeah. So last question, because I know we're out of time then what is the legacy you would like to live long after you won't be here? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I, I always uh, reflect and go back. But the one thing that has driven me, and, and this one is straight from the soul. I'm not going to put it pretty or so it sounds amazing, but straight from the soul. Um, I love stories. When I was a kid, I had a rough childhood. I was always in my head. I had acne on my face. I've, I always felt like I was on the losing side of things. You know, I was never really popular. 
so I always had this chip on my shoulder. And what the only thing that kept me confident, kept me strong going through it, were stories of other people that were just like me, but one, right? Whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger or whether it's, you know, an athlete or a movie star or, um, you know, an entrepreneur or, or even a, a president or a cool person, an uncle that I looked up to or an aunt that I really loved or whoever it was, their stories always shifted me. So if there's any legacy that I'd like to leave in the world with a passionate few, um, it's exactly that. That it, by, by, by sharing these stories, I was able to help people live their own best story, get out of their own way, get over their breakups, get over their challenges. Because, hey, if he could, then I could. Even me. I'm not, you know, when I started this two years ago, there was, there was not a lot of podcasters going this. I was completely broke. I was so passionate about this. Not only, you know, they say, I, I came up with this thing. I said, you know, if I wouldn't do it for free, then I wouldn't do it for a fee. Right? If I wouldn't do it for free, then I wouldn't do it for a fee. And it's interesting because not only was I willing to not do for a fee the passionate few, but I was actually willing to lose money for the passionate few, right? I was completely broke. I had no time to waste, no money to waste, but somehow I figured out the camera people, I figured out how to go there, how to travel, how to get inside their home, get time. I just figured out because I loved it so much. So I guess my legacy is two part. Number one, to show people that no matter their financial, mental, emotional situation, they can make their crazy dreams a reality. And secondly, uh, by listening to stories, you can empower your own. And maybe one day, your story will inspire somebody else. Yeah. So for me, it's to leave a legacy of inspiring stories that empower people because that transcends time. And that's why we listen to stories now from the 1800s and the 1900s. It's irrelevant when it happens. The common denominator is itself. And so uh, it's those few people I do it for, and I call those few the passionate few. That's awesome, and uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I think we had really a, an amazing talk here and uh, can be very valuable for many people that's going to listen to this. So thanks again, man. Absolutely. I'm happy to, uh, to be on here, and thank you so much. And for the listeners, I want you to remember two big takeaways. Uh, number one, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, and I'm sure you know it's by Tony Robbins. Um, so don't just pursue the success part. You can pursue that, but make fulfillment the priority, because if you can find that, you figured out the key to life. You will feel that far more than you will feel your bank account. And number two, uh, like, like you said and like we reiterated in the interview, uh, nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning that you gave it. So no matter what you're going to remember, you decide what it means. Mm-hmm. Is this a breakdown or a breakthrough? Awesome. Ah, where can people find you? Yes, they, you guys can find me on YouTube. You can search the Passion If You YouTube channel, the Passion If You podcast is on all platforms, Apple, iTunes, podcast, Spotify. Uh, you can search the Passion If You on YouTube and all the podcasts there. And then also you can find me, uh, just search my name if you want, Facebook, Omar Elkar, and on Instagram, at Omar underscore the rock star. Again, that's Omar, O-M-A-R underscore the rock star on Instagram. Shoot me a DM if you like this interview. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with you soon. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I love what you're doing here. Your questions are amazing. And uh, I'm honored to be on. I thanks, love what you're thanks. Doing. I really appreciate that, man. And you heard it from Omar, the rock star. So follow this guy. <laughs> uh, he's really an amazing person. Thanks again. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day, Nate. Live strong. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel 
free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number 2. Act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever, Forget to smile. See you soon.